Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Just a bit of uh, insight into our personal life thing before we get going on the show. Um, the, the bottoms of my shoes were falling off. The reason I'm talking about this is that uh, we've had Ed Sheeran come in and do a little session in the, the building, yeah. and they put a rubber floor down for him. It's not a problem with Ed. It's just it was the aesthetics. <laughs> it's not a white clean thing. Um, and it smelled like a cobbler's, didn't it? It did, yeah. And it's really reminded me that last week I've gone and got the, my shoes resold, but um, they wanted 30 quid to do the pair of the shoes. Wow. And I'm, thinking, I'm not paying that. It's just the heels that have gone. So I just I said to him, I'll just have the heels done then, please. And he's put a David Brent heel in my shoe. I oh, feel like I've wow. got a pair of cowboy boots on. <laughs> so I'm tall as it is, but if it, I feel like I'm walking with... You remember those brilliant boots that David Brent has got yep. in the office? I feel like I've got a heel. Do you know what? I've never had a shoe re-heeled. And, and it must be a strange thing, because I'm guessing the... The hug of the shoe around your foot uh-huh. feels the same. Yeah, completely but normal. But the walk in it feels different because suddenly you're higher again. I just feel a little bit urgent, a little <laughs> bit uh, John Inman. I don't one know what for it the is. kids. One for the kids. I just feel a bit Inman, uh, and I just wanted to share that. But I'm regretting it. I've had an unusual Wednesday. I went to a DJ shop this morning, like a shop that sells DJ equipment. Uh, so, because obviously I go and do the indie disco out and about at clubs yeah. and stuff like that, and, and there's more. Thankfully, as we're getting back to normal, I've got some stuff coming up doing the Shine On weekend we're in Minehead in November, Shine On Budapest, oh, which is going to be so good. Uh, Common People Christmas party in Norwich as well. So I've got some gigs coming up. I realise I've not really got the right kit. I've kind yeah. of winged it. I remember during my uh, last Shine On gig, my laptop froze during the final song. And if that was at the start, that, I'd have just put my laptop under my arm and walk out. Is this the same laptop that you and I used when we did a set together in Camden? Yes. <laughs> With all due respect to your laptop, it's not the newest. It's not the newest no. at all. So I thought, let me get myself some new kit. I went to this uh, place called the DJ Superstore yeah. in uh, South End, like a warehouse place. And it looked like Darth Vader's bathroom in there. <laughs> it's like neon lights everywhere, smoke, dry ice, <laughs> headsets. And sure, I didn't end up buying anything. The guy in there was really helpful, but I realised if I bought one item from there, mm. it would be beyond my capability. I wouldn't use it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to stick to the little bits I've got. Uh, I just thought that must happen so often where people go all in. And I think when you get a new hobby, you want to go all in to show your long-term commitment to it a little bit, don't you? So look, if you're listening to this right now and you've bought a load of stuff for a brand new hobby, but deep down you've never ended up using it and you're willing to come on the show and just admit it, uh, get in touch with us, 8 12, 15. Have you ever done this with a thing? I'd have to say I have. Uh, equally, I've come out the other side of this particular one and it all went to scrap in the end, which was a shame. But golf. Oh, are you into the whole golf oh, thing? Oh, yeah. I, I had the clubs, I had the trolley, I went for golf lessons, I went for analysis of my golf swing being filmed and then paused on a computer <laughs> and they're showing me where it's going wrong and all this kind of stuff. Said uh, said that my golf swing was more like a cricket swing and all that. It's just, oh, I spent so much on it. But um, Swing analysis. Uh, at times, I could I could barely cloth the ball about 50 yards. Well, this is it. All the gear, no ID. I mean, no offence, but you kind of had all the gear. 100%. I, if I'd have bought today, I'd have had all the gear, no idea. Dave says, I have a very nice, very expensive Epiphone Hummingbird acoustic guitar in my loft. I've barely touched it in 18 years of owning it. Do you know what? There's something about admitting it and owning it on air yep. that, on this show that makes you... It's slightly cathartic, isn't You'll it? feel better for it. Uh, John says, I invested in N-Gage trains and tracks to share a joint hobby with oh. my daughter. Sitting downstairs, unopened. Should have given her a TikTok and let her do her own thing. See, I mean, I'm the same with my eldest daughter. I've bought loads of stuff for her, for us to do together, and she's just blown it out of the water. What is Engage? What is even that anyway? I mean, you might you might collectively sort of look at your old Hornby trains, that kind of thing, and say that's it. That's, it measures the gauge, so they'd be off a 
an N-Gage track. Do you know what I, I feel for it now? Because I'm, I'm glazing over <laughs> even just hearing about it. John, let's you and me play with the N-Gage, That would eh? be so good. Please, please. And apparently he's got better power service up, upstairs on the first floor of his house. I've never sparked you out this early. <laughs> Chloe says, I've got a crocheting kit for my 18th birthday, but I've only ever created one thing and since then I've never used it. My uh, back still really hurts, by the way, for bending down for that socket. It's still a lot of questions hanging over from yesterday's Sorry. show. And Jay says, uh, it's got to be the exercise bike that currently doubles as a clothes horse on our landing. Dan says, thousands of pounds worth of fishing gear, never cast a fishing rod or touched a fish. Oh, never touched a fish, God bless him. Sarah Jane says, I've got three storage boxes full of stuff for making hard-boiled sweets and fancy chocolates for presents. A total of presents made so far, zero. I've uh, got Ryan on the line. Ryan, what's the current state of play in your house? Well, honestly, mate, the, the missus has brought so much Lego in the past six, seven months, and it's just in every room. I mean, I'm looking at my kitchen table at the minute, and it's just sets everywhere. We've got Lego advent calendars to the side of the TV. It's nowhere near Christmas yet. <laughs> so this is interesting. There was a real boom time for Lego during was, the lockdown. Yeah, in yeah. fact, we spoke to um, uh, Simon and lead singer of Biffy Clyro, and he was making a, uh, a Lego Porsche. Yeah. So it gone right to the top of the world of celebrity. Did your other half get into this during lockdown? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it all started in lockdown. So I can't really blame her. There was nothing to do, but yeah. <laughs> so so what kind of things can you see? So um, you've got the advent calendars and the other sort of like... Are we talking we've sort of like a police car or are we talking like big, big sets? Well, she's got the Porsche, funnily enough. She's got oh, cool. the, the VW camper van. She's got the Aston Martin James Bond thing. I've got a... What's this? This is a, a New York Lego architecture set. <laughs> I, all sorts. I, guess, I guess the key to this is, though, right, if she's building it, then she's using it. Or is it still in the box? No, no, half of this is still in the box. Oh. Well, there's, a, there's a Harry Potter Hogwarts castle that's got about, how many there? There's probably about 50 bricks built. <laughs> wow. In a box of about 4,000. All the gear, no, <laughs> no intention. No intention at all. No intention, that's the correct thing, mate. Yeah, but God help me if I buy anything that one of us would use. Loving your stuff this evening about all the gear, no idea, if you've bought a load of stuff for a hobby but never used it. It's good to get it off your chest, I think. It kind of releases that uh, burden you've been carrying around. Chris in Wokingham says, guys, I bought a £400 banjo picks and case with the aim of learning to play an instrument I strum the strings once put it in the case and it's ended up giving it away to a friend I also bought a full size electric piano again with the aim of learning it's ended up at my sister's home and one of my nieces uses it music is quite a theme with this Mick says I'm in the process of see, he's, he's not actually got it yet I'm in the process of buying a drum kit <laughs> knowing full well it'll never be used I've all but given up on the dream before I've even started unbelievable S says on uh, text here I think I win this one I've just bought a house with a pool I'm never going to swim in it I mean I'll throw a load of parties and other people will <laughs> but my visions of me being all fit and toned because of dawn swims are ludicrous Martin what is it in your house uh, it's a sauna blanket <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Well, I tell you, before you tell us, Martin, right, we're going to have to have a guess each. Richie, what's a sauna blanket? Um, it's obviously got to be a little bit like uh, like your electric blanket. Yeah. But I thought it's a dry, but how do you get a dry blanket? I'm going to say it's a blanket you zip up around yourself and you sit in it whilst you're watching TV and you sweat out and lose weight. You'd think that's how it works, yeah. <laughs> what is it then? It's, uh, it is like that, yeah. It's like a sleeping bag that you fold over Velcro around yourself, plug it in, you set the temperature, <laughs> then you set the time, and you're, meant to, and you're laying it, and it's meant to be relaxing, but it is, and it's just annoying. And Sounds I've awful. used it once, and yeah, it is awful. Wow. Imagine <laughs> wrapping yourself up in something and then plugging it into the mains and lying on the floor in front of the telly. Yeah, no thanks. That sounds like spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, it was a lockdown, lockdown special. This is it, a lot of this stuff we're here inside. Yeah. It's just a lockdown uh, moment of madness after a couple of glasses of wine. 
basically that's exactly what happened yeah I can't deny it put on a bit of timber over lockdown and thought oh that'll come in handy (laughs) good to hear from you Martin thanks for telling us about it no problem an update for you about yesterday's uh, bad back. It's it's still bad uh, to the extent uh, that this morning I decided to take myself for a long walk because uh, one of the pieces of advice uh, that it appears to be if you've got a bad back is to keep, keep active. It's weird. That's what happens, though, isn't it? If you, yeah. I guess if you're on all fours watching a video upstairs in the spare room, those kind of things are going to happen. It's... <laughs> I caught that. Here's the thing, right? Uh, I decided to take myself for this long walk. I thought, right, I'm going to listen to a podcast whilst I'm out. And I listened to a podcast with Stephen Fry talking about going for a walk. Oh, wow, so you were doing the thing that he was talking about. I was, and it was like going for a walk with Stephen Fry because he was the only voice on the podcast. Thought to myself, and in a moment of self-awareness, I realised this does sound very Alan Partridge. But if you could go on a long walk, with a celebrity who would it be and why because I'd have to say for me it would actually be Stephen Fry I was thinking about it while I was walking with him on this podcast you get to chat about like you know all the films and all the comedy stuff he's filmed you get to talk about the QI stuff you learn some brainy facts he'd keep you fit as well because I'm imagining he's quite a tall guy he's got a good reach on him he's probably got a long stride so it'd be quite a pacey walk I like it so it's almost like rambling with uh, (laughs) exactly it is partridge yeah I love it though one celebrity dead or alive you're going for a walk, putting on the barber. Who are you walking with? Everton legend Kevin Sheedy. Right, okay. Greatest left, left foot of all time. Okay. I, I idolised him. Uh, also, I mean, he's still alive and everything, obviously. Yeah. He's one of the youth uh, coaches and stuff now. But um, he was always the guy that I would be, you know, when you played Wembley at school, yeah. you had to pick a player from your favourite team. It was always Sheedy. I'd love to go for a walk around a country lane with him. There you go. The feature is underway. Where, where is the walk, though? Like, just so I can get it in my head. Are we, are we going across, like, Dartmoor or... Uh, no, you're gonna. Uh, it's a riverside walk. Okay, that's good. I like that. Uh, and it's about 45 minutes, and you end up at a coffee shop. Do you know what you've done there? And this, this is a genius. Uh, you've got rid of the whole element of like orienteering and, and having an argument over directions. No, because it's a river. You just go down the side of a river. Yeah, and it's flat. No one's going to complete. Can't, rivers can't go up hills. That's a good point. Don't get started on another fact thing, please. God. <laughs> one celebrity, dead or alive, going for a walk. Who is it and why? Hazel says I'd learn so much on one hike if it was with Ray Mears. Do you know what? That's a, that's a good one, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're asking you, one celebrity, dead or alive, one walk, who would it be and why? Kells says Liam Gallagher, completely different. Both have potty mouths, both grew up on council estates, both done well in life, but in completely different careers, and I reckon he'd be well up for sinking pints after our walk. He'd be brilliant, he'd have some great stories. I think Ray Mears would be fantastic, he wouldn't need to bring any food with you because Ray just go into a bush and rustle around for a bit, wouldn't Very he? Very good point. Uh, James, you'd love this one. James in Ramsgate says, Dennis Bergkamp, talk about his career. Yeah, route one, that one for me. Not that Dennis's football was route one, but... Um... He would only do walks in the United Kingdom because he wouldn't... He'd have to, like, take two months for his brother-in-law to drive Very him there or something. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, Nicola, who would it be for you and why? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Wow. So why Alan Rickman? What are you expecting on that 45-minute walk with Alan Rickman, if it was possible? I think I'd just ask him to do the voice, and I'm not going to do the voice. Do the voice. I just want him to do the voice. Do the voice. Yeah. Nicola, yeah. here's the thing, right? I happen to know that a friend of ours does a very good <laughs> Alan Rickman. <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, I don't even know what that noise is. <laughs> no, that's not even Alan Rickman. It's, it, it's an eight out of ten. 
I don't want to leave people with my terrible Alan Rickman. Do yours, please. There's no way. There's no way I'm doing an Alan Rickman voice. I'll do no. one, but it's a, it's one of my no. it's one of my classic one-word impressions. So Richie's got one hard. in the bag here. Let's let's hear it. Go, Rickman. Potter. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? <laughs> is that better than his yeah. eight out of ten? It's better than his 8 out of 10. It's a good, it's a solid 9. Fantastic. We've ended the call on a high, so well done. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you for keeping me entertained. Here, this tweet. Socrates, he would give some philosophy and meaning on why I was going for a walk with a total stranger in the first place. Oh, I thought he was talking about the smoking Brazilian footballer from the early <laughs> 80s. That'd be good as well. Socks rolled down and everything. Um, earlier on, remember, we spoke to Nicola on the phone, and I don't know how we got into this, but we ended up doing... She wanted Alan Rickman to go for a walk with yeah. her. We ended up doing Alan Rickman impressions. Mm-hmm. Mine was terrible. Yours was a little bit less bad than mine. Potter. Uh, I'm not going to try and do it. <laughs> Matty Boy has uh, tweeted the show to say that his Alan Rickman impression is better than ours. Have a listen. Ronald Weasley. <laughs> One more time. Ronald Weasley. Deary me, oh dear. This show gets weirder by the second. Day three of Navegate on the show. Which cathedral in England has the longest nave? St Albans is the answer. But then you lot were all saying it's Winchester. I went for a tour to St Albans Cathedral last week. Yesterday, we spoke to them on the show. Well, actually, we didn't. We got an answer message. We left them our email. What a cliffhanger. We left them an email, so could you get back in touch? <laughs> well, we have got someone back in touch. And his name is Dave, and he's on the phone to talk to us. Right, so Dave, he knows his onions. Please state to the home-time audience what your credentials are in terms of St Albans Cathedral? OK, I'm, I'm a guide at, at, at St Albans Cathedral and uh, basically what I do is two or three times a month I, uh, I take people on guided tours ar- around the cathedral and uh, just generally wander, wander around the place helping people with, uh, with any inquiries they might have about the fabric. Well, you are the man then, Dave. You are the man. I was there last week uh, for those catching up on this fascinating strand of the Home Time Show <laughs> and was taken aback to read the fact as I was going around that St Albans Cathedral has the long Longest nave of any cathedral in England. This is correct, right? That is absolutely right. Yes. Right. So you you've yes. used that. If you've got like a group of tourists going around with you, Dave, that might be your big finale and say, by the way, did you know? Been a long walk. This it's the longest nave in the United Kingdom. Well, well it, it, it does it does come up during, during the tour. Yes, it's the, the weighs in at eighty five meters, which is two hundred and seventy nine feet. It's a long nave. That's a hell of a long nave, isn't it? Now, here's the thing, Dave. So I come back to work singing about my wonderful time. Well, not figuratively, just saying, tell everyone St Albans Cathedral, fantastic, longest nave in the in England. People start going. Well, Google says it's Winchester. How does this come about, Dave? What's what's going on? Okay, so I think I think where the confusion has arisen is that. Uh, Whilst we do, we do indeed have the longest nave in the country, yeah. we don't have the longest cathedral in the country. And the longest cathedral in the country is Winchester. Ah. And Winchester, Winchester is longer, longer than St Albans Cathedral, only by about six or seven feet, but uh, longer it is. And, but it's all down to the nave. It's all about the nave, isn't it? In, 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 your, in your cathedrals up and down the country, it's about the look of the nave, isn't it? The nave is where sort of the, the big service of the week occurs. You know, the naves tend to be occupied by different things. No two churches are the same. Dave, I, Dave nave... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, I mean, Winchester, just to kind of get ahead of you guys in the Google search record books, they could probably just put an extension out the back of Winchester Cathedral just to make it a bit longer. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they've well, done something like that. Well, they, well, they could do, but we, we already did that at the end of the 12th century. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nave wars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fantastic. Well, it's been an education this week, and I, I feel we've finally put this to bed. I, I would imagine they're sat there in Winchester feeling a little bit ashamed of themselves. I, I hope they do. I hope this has been a chastening experience. What about ten Hail Marys oh, and like our father? <laughs> I wouldn't uh, like to say. Uh, Dave, we would urge people to get down to, or Britney's been there, St Albans Cathedral, and go and do one of your tours then, yeah? Please do, yes. We, we, we run three tours a day, free, free of charge, for an hour. We like to make them very informative and very entertaining. And I can also say that the sorted caramel fudge uh, is also really nice <laughs> in the coffee shop. <laughs> well, what more do you need? We know on this show that midweek can sometimes be a struggle. It's got dead dark all of a sudden as well. That's why we do our little midweek games night, uh, just to help you through. Uh, We're going to do it again for you this evening, just to give you that little boost to get you through to the weekend. We're also going to put a prize on it, a coveted and now very limited home time tea towel that we're nearly out of. So once you've got one of these, frame it. It could be worth something in a bit, couldn't it? Could indeed, because uh, edition two of uh, the home time tea towels coming out soon. So uh, this this last one, going to be very important, was we play a special game tonight where you could win the home time tea towel what a wonderful version of play your cards right we've got here i think our producer nick taped it off the telly (laughs) (laughs) knowing that one day back in the late 80s probably soon after he was depressingly born he's going to need this at some point for a radio feature amazing yes because tonight friends we're going to be playing play your knaves right there's been a lot of knave chat this week on Home Time. Yeah. This is a great bed, Nick. This has been looped really well. <laughs> um, let's just clarify it. The yeah. nave, because this is what the whole week of the show's been about, to be honest with you. Yeah. The nave is the, like the aisle down the middle, if you were wondering. It is. The nave of the church is the central part of the church that stretches from the main entrance to the transept. Fantastic. Sounds like someone out of the viz. <laughs> But <laughs> earlier we were asking you uh, to get in touch. Tell us what celebrity you would go for a walk with, dead or alive, and why. Even that went surreal. Do you know what's been brilliant about this tonight is that the, the subtext of this phone-in is that people have not only just been suggesting celebs they go for a walk with, they've been doing impressions of them as well. Do you remember Matty Boy earlier on with his Alan Rickman? Ronald Weasley. <laughs> uh, then Masato Jones tweeted to say that he'd love to go for a walk with Socrates, but I think he meant the philosopher, but we yep. suggested it might be the Brazilian footballer. And then David Owen has sent in this on Twitter. This is my impression of Socrates, and I wanted to put the record straight once and for all. It is pronounced Socrates. I thank you. Best listeners in the world. Here is the part of the show you've all been looking forward to as we play on our midweek games night, Play Your Knaves Right. Uh, we're going to play a cracking game of Play Your Knaves Right. Let's meet our contestants before Let's we do get that. stuck into the rules. On line one, we have Daisy. Daisy, where are you calling from? Hi, I'm calling from Stoke. Fantastic. And what have you been up to, uh, Daisy? Um, I'm a teacher, so I've just been teaching all day, teach drama. Fantastic. Hopefully not a drama today in this competition. And let's see who you're up against. And we've got online two. We've got Tim. How are you doing, Tim? Hello. Good afternoon. Tim. Tim. Where are you calling from? Uh, Red Hill. Good lad. Do you like cathedrals and that? Uh, I mean, we're going to find out, aren't we? I, I wouldn't exactly put myself as a cathedral know-it-all, so uh, I excuses. think you're, you're a good chance, Daisy. Excuses already. Well, neither Stoke nor Red Hill have cathedrals, <laughs> as far as I know, so uh, neither of you are on home turf. <laughs> well, listen, guys, Richie has in front of him five famous cathedrals uh, with, of course, the size of the nave written there by them as well. In the style of the famous TV quiz show Play Your Cards Right, we're going to play Play Your Knaves Right, see if you can guess whether the, each nave is longer or shorter than the previous knave. You get it wrong, the other player takes control of the board. Whoever's in control of the board after the final knave 
Dave. How many have we got? We've got five. Got five. You win the prize. I think Daisy's going to play first, Richie, is that correct? Yes, Daisy, you were through on line one, so you're the person who starts in control. Tim, you just sit there patiently and wait for Daisy to get something wrong. Uh, if she doesn't, then that's obviously tough luck, but uh, let's see how this goes. So here we go. Daisy. <laughs> Uh, okay. The nave at St Albans Cathedral, as we discovered earlier, 85 metres long. But is the nave at Bristol Cathedral longer or shorter than 85 metres? Um, shorter. Correct, 38 metres. You're still in the game. Being that St Albans Cathedral, longest nave in England, bit of a giveaway. Yeah, it's a good start. Uh, you're still in control. Nave at Bristol Cathedral, 38 metres long. Is the nave at Canterbury Cathedral longer or shorter than 38 metres, Daisy? Longer. 54 metres, correct. She's on a roll, this girl. Three to go. She's still in control. Sit there patiently, Tim. The nave at Canterbury Cathedral, 54 metres long. But is Worcester Cathedral's nave longer or shorter? Longer. Oh, it's shorter by 50. Only 53 metres. That means Tim steals. <laughs> Tim, control is with you. Nave at Worcester Cathedral. It's 53 metres long. Salisbury Cathedral, big spire. But is the nave longer or shorter than 53 metres? I'm going to go with shorter. It's longer, 71 oh, metres. The drama. It's back with Daisy, and this is the final one. Get this right, you win a tea towel. Wow. Get it wrong. By default, Tim, who's done nothing right so far, <laughs> will win the tea towel. <laughs> the nave at Salisbury Cathedral is 71 metres long, but is the nave at Gloucester Cathedral longer or shorter than 71 metres? Daisy. Shorter. <laughs> it is indeed. Yes. 53 metres, Daisy, you have a tea towel. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Daisy, what a fantastic end to your Wednesday night. How do you feel? Oh, I feel brilliant. I've had a long day, so this tea towel's great. And, and let's, let's have a little word here with Tim, who's been a very peripheral character during this entire competition. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, congratulations, Daisy. You just out cathedraled me. What can I say? Oh, Al cathedraled. Well played. And for anyone who's just discovered the show for the first time, welcome. 13th of October, which means we are 13 days now, Bush, into going sober for October uh, for Macmillan. Hey, and do you know what? It's not been as bad as I thought. You know, I think when you think like going sober for an entire month, you think, how am I going to do this, you know what I mean? And weirdly enough, I did end up accidentally, absent-mindedly, straight after the 24-hour jukebox, buying a four-pack of Guinness. <laughs> and then uh, Katie, my other half pointed out, said, you're going sober for October, you can't drink it. So that that is almost like a... I, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's in the bottom of the fridge, that four-pack of Guinness, and I'm not going anywhere near it. It would have been so you to, because we'd been awake for 30 hours... Oh. Having done a, a, a you know a twenty four hour radio show would have been so you for it to have gone wrong on that first day. But I like the fact that you've obviously managed to pass through that. Very very close. And do you know what? I mean, you must feel the same way. I'm feeling a lot better for. I mean, this is it. There's other stuff you can quit as well. It doesn't have to be drink or whatever. But we've chosen to do drink, and we're, I think we're feeling better for it. And Absolutely. The, the show's been thriving as it a result. Has been. You can uh, you can sign up at gosober.org.uk/slash/hometime. You can fundraise with the Absolute team. Thank you for all the support of those people that have signed up. We get your little emails. We're all doing it together. Great thing is, going sober doesn't mean not socialising. Loads of other things you can do to uh, to quit this October, which is fantastic. And the other great thing is, you and I have still got our pint glasses here in the studio. We're just drinking water out of them. And I think we're be- our skin looks better for it. It's interesting we had that shoe chat at the beginning, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> and I use the word interesting loosely. <laughs> um, but um, recently, my wife's been saying to me that I've got far too many, f- far too few shoes. 
Too few shoes. Yeah. I've only really got sort of like three active pairs of shoes. And as a result, I feel like I go through shoes quite quickly. She says I need to have more in the fleet and oh. then I wouldn't need to be going through the shoes so quickly because they'd be in a higher rotate. So have you got a... a uh, you're in the market for, like, a different different kind of thing? Well, no, ironically, I bought a new pair of shoes last week, oh. but I haven't chucked any out because I've gone with Natalie's theory that I need to increase the fleet. OK, what shoes have you got, then? Let's have a little look. These ones here. Don't you look at how I've tied my laces up. It's still a problem, isn't it? It's still a problem. They're vans and they look great, but he still can't tie the laces.